Coffee down Poinsettia, Chapter 13. Lunch with Diane. Folks back home, back in Oklahoma, would have told me that Summer was on the wrong side of the tracks. You need to get the hell out of there. Well, my immediate response, of course, would have been, fuck off. Who are you to say who is on the right or wrong side of any fucking track? Shut your fucking hole. That was my attitude then. And that's my attitude now. <laughs> that's the only thing I have in common with that kid. That kid I used to be. I'd never really been on the right side of the tracks. Not in my mind. Not in my heart. It's in a sob story of self-sympathy shit. That's another fucking book. And I'm not going off like that. What I'm saying is... Summer was a step up for me. She is older. She is smarter. She is empowered. Empowered. That's what fucking attracted me to her. Oh, her looks were frickin' plus. Make no doubt about that. But I would have fallen for her anyway. She didn't need me. She didn't need Rosemary. She didn't need anybody. My grandmother back home was a strong woman. My mom was a tough woman. There's a difference. And believe you me, the very second my eyes laid upon her... I saw that fucking difference. I saw it in summer. I was absolutely in love, so no matter what the fuck, I was going nowhere. That is a fact. I wouldn't have allowed anyone. It was so amazing to wake up with Summer the next morning in her bedroom. There's soft glow over the room. We were both sharing a thin blanket I guess she had pulled up from the floor during the course of us sleeping up there uh, our legs are intertwined I guess the sun had cleared the horizon a little bit but it was nice and cool in the room it just felt so good just to I was 19 this was just all so brand new to me still you know I mean I love that her naked butt was just pressed right up against me when I woke up, you know? I like that. I love that her hair and her arms were splashed out. <laughs> she was out. I love that she was so comfortable with me. I, I gave a shit that she was comfortable and safe with me. I gently stroked her with my fingertips on her back the way she had done me the first night we were together. Admiring her shoulders all the way down. 
two little dimples in the small of her back. She stretched their arms over her head. Hey, I said a little too abruptly. She rolled straight over to her back and peered out from underneath the strands of her hair lay across her face. You're awake. She smiled, snuggling up next to me. Ah, shit. Yeah, I was awake all right. The shit was real now. I didn't have any more questions. I was in love with Rosemary's number one girl, and I didn't give a fuck. The bitch knew. I mean, I did give a fuck if she knew, but I almost didn't care if she knew at that point because Michelle didn't exist to me anymore. Other than my agent, Michelle. Michelle was nothing to me anymore. This was summer. Call it what you want, but I loved her. And unbeknownst to Rosemary, I was going to do every fucking thing I could to try to take her away. Me. The 19-year-old who couldn't even buy beer legally. I had nothing to offer Summer. Nothing. Other than me. It's probably why we needed each other. We took a shower together and shared a grapefruit in the kitchen. Yeah, we both stood there. I remember thinking about how... Just how fucking crazy the past 24 hours had been. I mean... Just the morning prior, I'd been pissing and moaning to myself because I thought I'd never see her again. Well, yet here I was, standing naked in her kitchen with her, eating breakfast fruit. Hey, Summer said, handing me the spoon for the grapefruit and grabbing a hairband off the kitchen counter. If I'm ever not hearing the phone ring, don't answer it, okay? Oh, yeah, okay, I agreed, taking a bite of my own. It could be John or, you know, even worse, Rosemary, she continued as she put her hair in a ponytail. John? I asked a little surprised. Yeah, my fiancé. Oh, shit. I thought to myself at first, my fucking heart sank. Fiancé, John, I thought he was out of the fucking picture. But I didn't lose my cool. I kept my composure, standing there like a fucking dork with a semi and a spoon in my hand to have grapefruit. I spoke up a little stunned. John, your fiancé? Yeah, she replied, taking the spoon from my hand. It could be him, and I don't want him to know anything. Wow. For a totally moment there, I was just completely fucked. Wow, all this starry-eyed love shit I'd been feeling just momentarily just went down the fucking drain. She still had a fucking fiancé. Fuck! But I kept my cool. I didn't know you were still engaged, Summer. I asked about to burst out crying. To my surprise, she put the uh, spoon down on the counter and then put her hands around my neck. <clears throat> Technically, I am, but I'm going to fly up next week and end it. Oh, thank God. Thank God. That was all I was feeling. Thank God. Oh, my God. Oh, if 
but I still kept my cool. Oh, okay, I sighed. So you're going to go out? Yeah, she said, laying her head on my chest. Have you seen the ring? Yeah, yeah, I think I, I saw you showing it to Rosemary, I said, without mentioning the fact I had done that from behind a fucking tree. It's a nice ring, she said, tilting her face up towards my neck. I'm going to break off the engagement. It's going to be in person. He spent a lot of money on that ring. I'm going to give it back. Oh, yeah, I concurred. I agree completely. You gotta. I couldn't believe the words left my mouth, but they did. I completely agreed with her. It'd be real shitty to keep that ring. You can't do that. I often wonder what my response would have been had I still been with Angela back in, yeah, Carson. After swallowing a bit of grapefruit and taking a drink of milk, she handed me the spoon again and said, Did you drive me to the airport when I go? Wow. The request floored me at first. You can use my car. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely, I agreed while taking a bite of the bitter fruit I didn't really like but was eating because she was. Good, she said, swinging around and giving me a kiss. I'll just give you the keys to my apartment and you can stay here while I'm away. Did it make me feel fucking good? Uh, yes, made me feel so good. It, it just felt great to be believed in. Like that, you know? Not only was she leaving me in charge of the car, but her fucking apartment. Oh my God. I mean, Beatrice believed in me like that to an extent, I guess. I don't know. It was different. Ah, fuck it. I'd been left in charge to take care of everything. And I wanted to. I was excited to. I wanted to take care of her apartment and her car when she was gone. Fuck yeah. I mean, it was a moment that really sealed it for me. I didn't have the guts to say it. I had to keep keeping all this shit down and playing cool. I'll do whatever you need me to do, Summer. You take real good care of everything. You gonna come see me later today? She asked. Yeah, I blurted, looking down at the floor graciously. Well, I mean... We got to take these folks to the airport because they're flying back to Denmark. But um, I looked up. She was staring at me, smiling. Immediately, I looked away again. I should be able to break away after that if you want me to. Can't you look at me? She laughed lightly. I looked down at her and grinned. I can look at you. Okay. What's wrong? I shook my head. Um, nothing, you know. I'm, um, I'm just happy. As cliche as it sounds, the sun glowed a little brighter as I walked back over to Alta Vista. Yeah, I didn't even use the service road. I think the fucking gate was closed anyway. I, yeah, I walked um, yeah, the front of the plaza. And it was nice. The palm trees, it just everything was beautiful. I was in a great fucking mood, you bet. Building a shared with B was more colorful than I'd remembered as I stepped up to it. Punched in my security code and nearly skipped past the pool of the elevator. I don't know that I'd ever felt that alive up to that point, you know? Bust through the front door of our apartment and 
was greeted cheerfully by Harvey, who was chowing down on breakfast his wife was making in the kitchen. <laughs> hey, Harvey, I smiled. Kim was watching TV. Hey, guys, I said cheerfully. Oh, they all replied in unison. <laughs> Kim looked over from the sofa. Where'd you go last night? Oh, I have a friend who has an apartment down on Fountain, you know. The bullshit spewed from my mouth. I drank too much instead of waking y'all up and shit. I just crashed on his couch. I hope it's okay. I deserve a gold for the bullshit. Is B here? I asked. Yeah, her mom responded. She's sleeping. Shit, I'm sorry, I said, lowering my voice. That's okay. Would you like some breakfast? B's mom asked. No, I smiled looking down at the floor. I had some uh, grapefruit over at my friend's house. Once B got up, we planned the trip to the LAX. Only then, to my delight, did we realize no way was there enough fucking room in that Toyota for me to go. No way in fucking hell. I mean, between the luggage, Harvey's big beer drinking ass... Kim, her mom, be driving. There was absolutely no fucking room at all. So I said all my final goodbyes to her family graciously. I really like Harvey. He's a great guy. Kim was fun to hang out with. B's sister, oh, she was. She's a blast. Good kisser, too. Oh, we kissed one night when we were in bad week. Don't get me wrong, we didn't fool around or anything. I was naked, she was in her panties, but we really didn't fool around. Matter of fact, he was passed out next to us, I think, and we just made out a little bit. It wasn't a big deal, but sorry. I hugged B's mom. I was sorry to see him go. They were a lovely family. I was glad to know him. They rolled out, and I had nothing in front of me but empty afternoons, so I hauled ass back over to Summers. I mean, I got there like perfect timing, just as she was pulling out of her uh, parking garage in her Ford McCore. Her uh, Ford McCore, the blue-black one, I was pulling out of the garage, and I was passing by on the sidewalk. I didn't even notice her at first. Hey! She hollered from the passenger window as I walked by. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry, I said, turning around. She had her sunglasses up and her hair in a ponytail under a ball cap. No wonder I didn't fucking recognize her. <laughs> what are you doing? She asked enthusiastically. I dropped one knee by the rolled-down passenger window. Um, B's taking her folks to the airport, and there wasn't enough room for me in the car, so um, well, I just thought I'd come back over and see you. But, I mean, if you're busy, hey, I'll just go on back no, over. No, no. No, no, not at all, she said, cleaning out the front passenger seat. I was just going to tan. Get in. You can come with me. Tanning was foreign to me. Look, my white ass, especially with Angela, I proved it. I was super white, but I went along just to, you know, of course, be with her. The salon was on Sunset in a shopping center, not not, not very far west of uh, Poinsettia. Against my protest, she bought me a two-month tanning package along with some accelerator. Now, whatever you do, don't use this yet, okay? I'm getting it for you now, so I don't have to get it later, she informed me. I looked at the bottle of accelerator. I don't use it yet? No, no, not yet. Not now. Why? I asked. She touched my arm. 
because your skin's so fair. You need a good base tan first. I don't know what the hell a base tan was, but, you know, I agreed. We peck kissed, and she went bouncing down the hall. I sat down in the lobby and read the label on the bottle, Fast Action Bronzer. Gonna advertise, get a fast action, beautiful tan in a short amount of time. I contemplated by, you know, comparing what Summer had said to what the bottle had said. Fast, beautiful tan in a short amount of time. Damn, I was so white. You know, the night before any time we had gone to the bathroom... She looked great. I glowed in the fucking dark. She even laughed and joked that she could see my ass from all the way across the room. Yeah. My ass was a fucking beacon, as she put it. I wanted to have a nice bronze ass like hers. Yeah. Well, after a few minutes, a bed was available. The metrosexual fellow behind the counter cleaned it. He really was, too. He was a pretty boy. Um... He stepped back out in the lobby and, it's bed seven, man. Oh, thanks. I responded, getting up from the bench, my bottle of accelerator. She told you not to use that, mate. Yeah, she told me, I said. Good. Just wanted to make sure. He leaned down and turned the timer, mark number seven. I'm only going to set you at 15 minutes. Just 15? I contested. Oh, yeah, man. That's all you need. Your first time in, he warned. That's all you need. I shrugged my shoulders, went down to the small room, closed the slatted door, and took all my clothes off. Someone told me when I was in there, get completely naked. Yeah. Kind of pissed me off that that preppy fucker up front treated me like an idiot. Well, at least I felt like that. Once naked, yeah, I grabbed the fucking bottle. I squirted some accelerator in one hand and lathered it up in both, and, yeah, rubbed it all over. I, nah, no fucking prissy boy's gonna tell me what to do. Fuck em. I know Summer told me I don't need it yet, but hey, fast action tan, you know, short amount of time. That's what I was looking for, right? I'll bet you could burn alive in a tanning bed. Yeah. You can burn the fuck up. Fifteen minutes is too long for me. I, I knew I was in deep shit just trying to put my pants on. You know, even before we left the property of the tanning salon, I knew I'd fucked up when I walked out of there. Yeah, I'm not shitting you. I was already, after just fifteen minutes, I was already turning shades of red. Already. They probably should have called a fucking ambulance. Both Summer and the Metro, both of them were behind the counter waiting on me. Yeah. Both Summer and the Metro guy behind the counter knew I'd used the shit, and I walked out to the lobby. Oh, my God, she exclaimed. Did you put it on your face? Before I could even respond, the guy behind the counter opened his mouth. Damn, dude, shut up. I barked before turning back Summer. I'm okay, baby. No, no, wait. She looked me over. Oh, God. Um, Britt, you're bad burned. Well, I was definitely warming up some, but, you know, I'd already begin to feel some moderate pain, I guess. I don't know. I'll be all right, baby. 
Uh, I'll just take a cold shower and I get home. It's a ton of good lotion. Guy behind the counter spoke. Fuck off. I snapped. Ooh, God, me and my pride. Yeah, that's how I reacted. Summer set out to defuse the situation immediately. No, Brett, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Just go sit in the car, she said, handing me the keys, and I'll be there in a minute. I looked at the guy and threw my arms in the air. Okay. For the record, it hurt to do that. I I watched as the two had a brief conversation inside. Summer nodded a lot as the guy told her shit. Ah, it was fucking embarrassing, because I... I didn't listen to either one of them, and I knew I was a fucking idiot, and I knew it was me, and the guy behind the counter was, he was right. He was trying to help, and fucking pride. Yeah, yeah I would have rather have suffered, and believe you me, suffer I would. Pulled into the parking lot of Ralph's grocery store like she's driving in the fucking Daytona 500, and I couldn't have been more proud. She asked me to wait in the car, but I refused. We both went inside, and, well, I watched as she threw nearly a dozen. I mean, she was emptying the shelves in Ralph's, taking all the lotions they had into a, you know, hand-carry basket. Started filling up, so I took the basket from her, even though it hurt to fucking walk. Everyone in the store was looking at me. Some snickered as we stood in the checkout line. Yeah, yeah, I fucked up terribly. I get it. I was thinking. I kept my cool. I didn't want to go off on anybody else. I'd already showed my ass the tanning salon. You know what? I would have fucking laughed too. Sure. But the pain was starting to fucking increase. I'm starting to hurt. Yeah. I refused to allow Summer to pay for the lotion too. I pulled some 20s from my wallet and handed them to the cashier. By the time we reached Summer's apartment, my skin was on fucking fire. Summer parked her beautiful, slicked-out Ford McCore in the parking garage. We went upstairs, and the first thing she ordered me to do was strip bare-ass naked. My God, she said, looking over my body. It's getting worse. I looked down, too. Damn. My testicles were okay, but everything else was fucking toast. I'll make it, I said. I just need a cool shower, my voice quivered. Shower didn't hardly do shit. I don't think it fucking did anything. The soap kind of helped, but that's when Summer came in and ordered me out of the shower and to dry off so she could lotion me up. Lay down, baby, she said after I stepped into the room. I lied down on the bed carefully. No, no, Summer complained. Lay on your back. <laughs> Immediately, I, or slowly, I rolled over to my back. Oh, my God, the front is worse, she exclaimed. Once positioned, she knelt down by the bed and gently applied a generous amount of lotion to almost every part of my frickin' body, including the private areas, and believe you me, it was in no way arousing. Not at all. No. Yeah. Yeah, we hadn't even really had a date yet. And what, nothing, we hadn't even really gone out to dinner other than Carl's Jr. late one night at the whorehouse. And she's already having to lotion me down because I fucked up at the tanning salon. Summer came in after a few minutes, handed me a pill and a large glass of water. Take this, baby. What is it? I asked, lying naked on the mattress, <laughs> covered in lotion. I had a wisdom tooth pulled a couple of months ago, she stated. It's one of my leftover pain pills. Just take it, she instructed. It, it was a heavy codeine. Yeah. 
Yeah, heavy codeine. I took that pill, and I drank from the glass. That cold ice water. It just felt so good going down my throat. Yeah. Thank you, darling. I struggled. <laughs> I'll keep an eye on you, baby. She smiled, giving me a kiss on the lips. You go to sleep. It wasn't long before, you know, the pain pill and the sensation of being engulfed in flames took over. And, you know, I drifted off to sleep or passed out. I really couldn't tell you. I didn't move from that bed for two fucking days. Two, 48 hours. That's right. I hallucinated. I did. I was roasting in fucking hell. I think I had second degree burns over 110% of my fucking body. That's what I think. Um, I think the soles of my feet were burnt. (laughs) My tongue was sunburnt. Oh, shit. All I remember is coming in and out of consciousness over them two days. And, God, Summer, bless her heart. She'd either be rubbing me down with lotion or she'd be in the next room on the phone talking to somebody about me. It wasn't B she was talking to. I think it was her mom. Oh, my God, he looks like a red fire truck, I'd hear her say. Yeah, he's just going to stay here. I'm going to look at him. What should I do? I mean, it sounded like a mom conversation to me anyway. I didn't even know what fucking day it was anymore. I I, I had spoken with Michelle, my agent, and she said I had to be on the set of Girl with Crazy Brother out at some hospital close to downtown L.A. in a day or two. And, fuck, I didn't want to be a no-show. You know, I had a good reputation for being on time and shit. That's why I got this gig, you know. It paid a little better than the average zapped-again shit. I didn't want to fuck it up, but I couldn't exactly show up on a movie set like this. So I passed out and just, yeah, let the healing begin. After two or three days, I really can't remember, I ambled back over for the first time to Alta Vista Apartments. Service road was fucking closed, so I had to take Sunset in front of the plaza. Great. I had the gate of a red velvet Frankenstein. I mean, it was still moderately painful to walk, you know? Okay, it hurts so fucking bad to walk, you know? The walk was freaky. I mean, even the deviants and shit were getting out of my way. I like that. Now, finally, I come to the steep concrete steps leading up to the front entrance of P's building. This is going to hurt, I grumbled. Carefully, I made the climb. Upon reaching the front door, my skin was on fucking fire again. Summer had sent me back over with several bottles of lotion, which I'd stuffed in the pockets of my jeans and shit. Told her I'd be back in a couple of days when I could function normal again. That'd give me a chance to heal up, do girl with the crazy brother, and, you know. And then, um, she said she was going to go back to work, too. So, yay, everybody's happy. Just don't move fast. Punched in my security code to Alta Vista Apartments and... Slowly hobbled past the pool. Oh, my God, baby, where you been? Petrie wailed out. Oh, my God. She gasped, taking a second look at me. What did happen to you, baby? I winced in pain after making the mistake of shrugging my shoulders. I bought a tannin package, hon. 
like I mentioned before, the name of the movie was Girl with Crazy Brother. I was just a day's work, but you know, it'd be a paycheck, and that'd keep me out of there on, on the screen, behind the scenes, you know, keep my name floating out there in case something bigger come along, you know. I mean, I had a good work reputation at that point, so that meant I could pretty much work as much as I wanted to. Diane Keaton was the director of the movie. It was one of those, you know, made-for-television after-school specials, I think. And I was in it, yeah. I, I mean, I was just an extra, but my day at work involved cafeteria scenes being filmed on the actual grounds of a hospital, I think it was. They just no longer in use, and, you know, one of the rooms had been dressed up to look like a small school cafeteria. Girl with Crazy Brother is a hell of a nice production set than what I was used to. I mean, for instance, you know, I was getting paid better. I knew I was getting paid better right out the gate, but you can gauge what kind of a film set you're on just by the quality of craft services, okay? Craft services, well, they're, they're the food contractors. See, when you're on a movie set, well, you're an employee, and they have to feed you if they're going to keep you there all day, and they fucking will, okay? they got to feed you, yeah. Well, the difference in production, craft services people, is as simple as this. You work on a production set like, work on a set like Zapped Again, they heat up a burrito at you with an out-of-date generic soda throw at you and go, get out of here, fucker. You work on, you know, Girl with Crazy Brother, they got a fucking picnic table all spread out with tablecloths and shit, yeah. Plated food, there's fucking money behind it. They treat you... All of you. Extras, principal cast, everybody eats the same. It's awesome. I really can't fucking recall what we had to eat. I know it was better, though. It was plated, you know. Had several decent items of food to eat. I stepped out to the servers, grabbed my plate of food, and, well, at first I started walking over to the long picnic table set up for the cast, but, Wow. I even saw Diane Keaton. She was actually sitting at the table with the principal cast and crew and stuff as best as I can remember. You know, had I sat at that table, I I might have only been four or five folks away from sitting across from her. Well, as I neared the table of actors and film staff laughing and talking, I, I don't know, the lawn out there on that hospital grounds or whatever it was looks so nice. I just did a 180 and... Walked back down across the large manicured lawn of the hospital and took a seat under a mid-sized tree which sat at the front of a large cluster of trees atop the small incline on the other side of the lawn. It was shaded. It was nice. The lawn was plush. It was green, well manicured. I, and I was fucking hungry. <laughs> yeah, I, I sat down and I was actually interested in the food this time. So I sat down and I was actually completely paying attention to the plate. Enjoying celery sticks or something. Who the fuck does that? Well, it was so good and fresh, I really didn't mind it. So I'm sitting there in the grass. I had my back up against the tree, pilfering through the plate. Without warning, a woman's voice nearly startled me. Hello. I looked up, and lo and behold, <laughs> it was director of the film, Diane Keaton. Hi. I, I said, a little surprised, eyes widening, hanging on to my celery stick. Mind if I join you? Diane asked, smiling, standing in front of me with her own food. 
Immediately, I shot up on one knee, placed my plate of food down on the ground next to the tree where my butt had been. No, no, not at all. There's plenty of room, I think. Upon saying that, she knelt down next to me and fanned her hand out over the grass. Hope you don't mind, but this is a great idea. I smiled at her and we both took a seat, their backs against the tree. <laughs> Couldn't fucking believe it. Gosh, she was gorgeous. She had long hair and she was in, like, designer women's leather boots and skirt and everything. I was fucking Diane Keaton. I was fucking starstruck. Stupid kid. I was blown away. I didn't know what to say. So I sat there and just clutched my fucking celery sticks. She kind of half glanced over while going through her own plate of food. You're working, right? Yes, ma'am. I answered, trying to remember not to say anything fucking stupid. She was a really good-looking woman. She really was. Mm. You chose me to walk in on um, that last shot in the cafeteria. Oh, yeah. She smiled back at me as the two of us sat there eating celery sticks and shit. You get that, folks? Me, Oklahoma boy, Stanley Duane Sires, eating lunch with Diane Keaton, sitting with her backs up against a tree in Los Angeles. It only lasted for like two fucking minutes before the entire principal cast and fucking production crew came over and, ah, the imposing bastards, well, they fucking crowded around us and sat all around me and started treating me like a fucking bastard. Folks, well, gonna wrap it up for bombing down poinsettia chapter 13, lunch at Diane. Oh yeah, to be continued. That's right, and I'm taking a vacation, all right? I got to take a week off. I want to make one thing perfectly clear. This is copywritten text, okay? Bombing down poinsettia? Yeah, been copywritten a long time. It's also property of Joke Man Productions, LLC, so let's not try to cherry pick it so I don't have to beat the shit out of you, okay? I'd be real happy to partner up with you instead of have to beat the fuck out of you, okay? All right. I'm not trying to sound Billy Badass. Please, don't. I'm not a Billy Badass. I'm not claiming to be. It's just a fair fucking warning. All right? Bombing Down Poinsettia will be back on the 16th, 8 p.m. Stay in the Joke Man Show, of course, will be back on Friday, high noon. Until then, bye, Candios, mi amigos. And I fucking ain't mean it. I won't stop my-